So we're going with Slayer. Telez, center field, he's watching. This one's flying, and it's gone. Rowdy Telez gets him on their feet quickly here today. Rowdy in the right, that ball got some carry, and it's gone, and hit the top of the wall. It's a day where... You know, I think the offense really picked us up and gave us a great cushion. I and mean, it was, you know, up and down the lineup. Obviously, Rowdy had the big day, but up and down the lineup, a lot of guys did good things. And um, where they, they just they carried us today, and they made they made the pitchers' jobs, you know, much easier today. Welcome back, Rowdy Telez, showing off a little uh, little squash as uh, he sent a couple of them over the uh, the fence over the weekend. Nice. Good weekend. Offensively, as uh, Craig Council alluded to, it was good that the offense uh, picked up uh, the pitching when the pitching wasn't great. It wasn't you know awful, but it wasn't perfect. And uh, this pitching staff at times throughout the season has needed to be perfect. And since, uh, since they weren't, uh, it was nice to see the offense show a little bit of a power surge. Good stuff. Uh, and the Brewers get two out of three off today. Back at it again tomorrow, as we had mentioned. This time they're down in Tampa Bay. Uh, after the ball game yesterday, uh, Craig Council, he said, uh, liked what the bullpen did after Gonzalez. It was good to get a couple guys back today and get them out there. And, and so Gustave and, and Trevor, who we think can really solidify the middle of the games, kind of demonstrated that today. And again, a game like that where you create a lead, you know, you, and you, you keep that lead going into the later innings, I think that's, that's what those guys are here to do. Um, and, and they did a fabulous job of the day. And so glad to have them back. Uh, also, he says, look, uh, Rowdy Teles's home runs, uh, that one in the first uh, really, you know, you talk about the grand scheme of things, got him back in the game. But it just puts you right back in the game. So Rowdy's homer just, just puts us right back there, and it's a ball game. And then, you know, then Chi-Chi was good. He was he was good for three innings and, and got us to a good point with a, that we felt with a rested bullpen that we could uh, be, be a little aggressive with the guys, um, and they, they all did a great job. So, But the offense was the story today, and they, they were awesome. And as Council said there, as we came into uh, this segment of the program, he said, look, uh, you know, on a day that the pitching's not perfect, which is fine, when you've got the offense, it's able to carry you. It's a day where, you know, I think the offense really picked us up and gave us a great cushion. I and mean, it was, you know, up and down the lineup. Obviously, Rowdy had the big day, but up and down the lineup, a lot of guys did good things. And um, where they, they just they carried us today, and they made, they made the pitchers' jobs, you know, much easier today. And then uh, Craig Council says, last but not least, that they never let the Blue Jays starter, Jose Barrios, uh, get comfortable in that contest yesterday. We kind of kept Barrios just on the ropes. You know, we we never let him up, and then we made it tough. He never, like, felt he got going until we had eight runs on the board, and he got going a little bit in the third inning. But that that's what today felt like you know we just made it tough on him and like it's frustrating in a pit when you lay a great bunt down when you steal some bases it's frustrating so there you have it good stuff from the brewers brewers get a couple of wins over the weekend nice they have uh now won what was it uh six of their last nine they feel like they're in a better position they're a game back up on st louis things seem to be trending in the right direction. Uh, Mike says, I cut the cable in March, so I've only seen a couple of Brewers games on TV. I wish they would stop showing the home run leaderboard and have a, a runners in scoring position batting average board instead. 
Good point, Mike. Uh, they do put it up every now and then. They put up uh, batting with runners in scoring position either when the team's doing really well or when the team's struggling mightily. One of the two. You, usually, otherwise, you'll never get that statistic. But if you go through three or four or eight or whatever games it is and you're only hitting, say, 162 or something like that with runners in scoring position, they'll put it up and they'll go, boy, the Brewers are just struggling with runners in scoring position. Or they'll say, oh, my God, look what the Brewers are doing with runners in scoring position. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen that much. Uh, Mark says, I radioed it yesterday. What a fun game to listen to. Uh, I had a little bit of it on the uh, on the motorcycle. We stopped in uh, Linden, Lin, Linden's Inn or something like that over on Cedar Creek, Big uh, Big Cedar Creek, Big Cedar Lake. Um, stopped in there and watched some of the game yesterday. Had one margarita and a bunch of water because I was on the bike, and I don't really drink when I'm on the bike. Um, so we did the the one margarita, which was uh, I did a half a shot, and, and uh, Kristen you know, had a, a margarita or two. But uh, we sat and watched the game yesterday. Uh, out out on their deck, which was beautiful, overlooking Big, Big Cedar Lake, uh, but just sat and watched it, just enjoyed the day. It was an enjoyable day yesterday. Whether you radioed it or whether you uh, watched the game, it was an enjoyable day. It was beautiful weather yesterday. Uh, Rick says, I think the Brewers are the team we thought they were, a good team, just not a great one. Uh, they'll make it to the playoffs, but I have my doubts that they're going to make it more than a series, just not enough consistency to make the NLCS. That's kind of where I'm at, Rick. I, you and I, are, I think, are like, you know, right there in agreement on that one. Very much. Uh, Thomas says, good morning, unit. Good morning to you, Thomas. Uh, they looked a hell of a lot better in this 10 laps, uh, Mark said. Meaning, basically, uh, you know, the last 10 games have been decent. Uh, Road back from Green Bay. Winds were wild on the Harley. Dennis, right? I got you, man. I got you. Uh, Lloyd says, feel the Brewers are on a good track again, and it's going to be nice getting Wong and Woodruff back. If they could just find a way to be half decent from hitting with runners in scoring position, they'd nearly be unstoppable. Uh, 100% agree. 100% agree. And by the way, thanks for chiming in on over the, on the uh, Bud Light live stream. Love it. Uh, and Ronald says, unsure yet, but would feel a lot better if they could somehow get the injury bug under control. Ronald, uh, you're damn straight there. Damn straight. Uh, and then Brian says, oh, the game, I was at the game yesterday. I have to say uh, I was really happy to see the aggressive base running and the bunt from Jace. We forgot about that. We even talked about that. Uh, they dropped one down yesterday. Uh, I wish we could see more of that. We scored five runs that inning, and that started it off after the double to to lead it off. Sometimes you just move a runner over when it, when things go right, okay. And you'll know that Brian, back me up on this. You were there when things go right, and you drop down a bunt, you move a runner over, and it's executed perfectly. Th- this this area, Brewers fans are smart fans. You know it when you see it. Right? You look at it and go, whoa, that was a perfectly executed play. Yes, it results in an out, or yes, it results in a sacrifice, whatever. But what they did was move a runner within scoring position, bring a runner over, hit for a base, drop one down for a base, or whatever it is. You understand and appreciate that. And there's an energy to that. 
baseball doesn't get a lot of juice. It doesn't get a lot of energy because while it's a team sport, it's really a one-on-one until the ball is put into play. So every time a bat comes up and you get a little juice and you get another guy going and the crowd gets a little little louder and the pitcher gets a little more shaky and starts to think about it a little bit too much and the batter gets a little more confident, there's a, there's a matriculation there. And you can't put your... Your, your finger on it. You can't, you can't understand the electrical aspect of that. But you just know you, it, you know you know it when you're a part of it because it drives people that get into the, the war and the sabermetrics and all the different in the OPS. It drives them freaking bat crap crazy because you can't explain it. Just there's a day, there's an energy, there's a feel, there's a motion. Whatever it happens to be, it just works when it all works right. And sometimes when you do the little things and there's an appreciation from the fan base to say, ah, that's the way it's supposed to look. You can actually feel it. You can see it. It's tangible, but you can't put a – it's kind of like like air. You can't put a price on it, but you know you need it, you know? So it's kind of that sense. I agree with you. When you drop down a bunt, when you do it correctly, when you do it – and not to say that you have to do it all the time. That's not it. But basically when it's there – it's there. You know, when it's there, it's there. And when you can break the shift and you can beat it, that's the best thing, man. It just is. That's the best. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this one's come uh, comes from Val. Val says, uh, much like Elvis, every now and then I hear a song pop up. And it reminds me of good times. When I hear when I hear Euchre call a game and it's a successful game, it reminds me of good times and a lot of good times yet to come. Val, appreciate the email. Love it. Love it. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin, Harley Davidson. Uh, a lot of good rides coming up. A lot of motorcycling to do and a lot of bikes on the showroom floor and a lot of opportunities for you either one to learn to ride, maybe uh, enhance your riding, or in addition to that, pick up some motor clothes, get registered for our ride, whatever it happens to be, get parts, service, maybe an oil change, whatever you need, they've got it. Go see my buddy Craig. Go to WISHD.com, and I have been told, I have been told that right before our ride, and this is, I believe it is on September. It's going to take place in September, uh, right before our ride. On Friday, September 2nd, on this show, we are going to have Mike, the drummer from Disturbed, and Jesse James Dupree from Jackal on the show at the same time in person. Put your calendar and set it up for that. That's going to be badass. Disturbed, by the way, playing uh, next weekend at uh, Summerfest, playing the main stage, which will be nice. So anyway, go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. WISHD.com. And you can see for yourself everything they have to offer. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tonight's and those that surround the area, you know what I'm talking about. 
We're not pretentious. We're not snooty. Midwestern charm and values, that's what we have. And that's exactly what Forgotten Fire Winery in Peshtigo, that's what they're all about. And they have said it. Uh, I have been there. I've seen it up close and personal. Fun in a bottle. You like ice in your wine? Put ice in your wine. You like ciders with some zip? There you go. They got them. You want to you have white wine with steak? Oh, my God. Is that a faux pas? Nah, go ahead. They don't care. Uh, they're without attitude. All kinds of uh, just fun. That's what they want to do. You can find their full line of wines and ciders and such and in their tasting room, by the way, right there in Peshtigo, or in liquor and grocery stores and wine stores all throughout the state. And if they don't carry forgotten fire wines, then get the hell out of there. Tell them they should and get the hell out of there. The winery, great place for a getaway for wine and cider tastings, live music, private events as well. Anytime is a great time for my friends over there at Forgotten Fire Wines and Ciders. And I am taking a jug, a big old jug. Uh, we leave not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, big old jug uh, of the uh, the cider from Forgotten Fire Winery. Oh, can't wait. You may see some really crazy video from the uh, the deck overlooking the lake. Uh, out of yours truly, Ben. I would uh, I would pay attention to some Facebook that week because every now and then it can get weird. Just saying. Go to forgottenfirewinery.com. That is forgottenfirewinery.com. Again, forgottenfirewinery.com. Uh, let's do this. Let's talk some Brewers baseball. Our buddy Will Salmon uh, hanging out with us today. Will, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Doing pretty well on my end. Well, let me ask you this. With uh, the weekend that was and the fact that they've won six out of their last nine, they're hitting the baseball, it seems like things are getting a little bit better in the health department. Give me your – have they put the train back on the tracks? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I think that they are they are who they kind of are. Like, they're always going to be a team that's going to have to pitch better than, than most teams. Um, they haven't quite done that as frequently as you'd expect them to or want them to. But a lot of that's because of injury. Um, some of it's poor performance as well. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Um, but what we weren't seeing and like what we, what we finally saw the last like handful of days is the offense kind of bailing them out. Like when the pitching performance has not been up to their standard, for instance, like yesterday for that matter, Chichi Gonzalez gives up three runs before the Brewers are even able to take a turn at bat. And they win that game in a blowout. Um, that's not something that we've seen frequently, um, really at all this year from the Brewers. So um, that was a good sign that, that that it's in there and that these guys have that ability. And, you know, I think some of it's real. Like, they, these guys, they, they have a pretty competent lineup. Like, we've talked about it before where there aren't, like, too many guys that jump out and who are going to lead the all-star balloting uh, or anything like that. But one through nine, they, they have some pretty competent bats. It's just a matter of, like, are they going to do enough offensively each day? Um, and they are they going to get to that total of, like, four or five runs? Because once they get to there, um, they've, they've proven that they're going to win games more often than not. What, uh, what do you think of the pitching staff? Now, we know Freddie Peralta is not coming back anytime soon, but give me your thoughts regarding mm -hmm. the pitching staff as they continue to get healthy. Yeah, a lot of it depends on how Woodruff looks uh, Tuesday. Uh, he's supposed to make his first start back um, from being on the IL first with the uh, the ankle injury that with Radon syndrome. So that's a big one because what you get out of him may dictate like 
how good you feel about the pitching staff as a whole and what you can do maybe before the trade deadline. Because if he's pitching well and if he's on track and if he's showing signs of you know, maintaining health and dealing with what he has to deal with as far as his pitches go, um, then you're in okay shape, I feel like, because you're you're expected to get Aaron Ashby as well pretty soon. Um, he's faced, he's supposed to, or he was scheduled to face some live hitters today at some point on their off day. So um, eager to hear how that goes, um, and so that they're kind of in wait and see mode to kind of see what they get out of those two guys, because. Other than that, really, you have Corbin Burns and you know Eric Lauer and Adrian Hauser each over their last six starts have a had sixty RAs, and that's just not getting the job done. So um, I think a lot of it, obviously, it's wait and see to see how Woodruff and Ashby perform, and that will dictate how you feel and what you can do uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, looking at the rest of the they DFA, uh, Lorenzo Cain, we know that he was kind of considering ending his career anyway this year. So the fact that they get rid of him and now they've got this, this uh, I guess, group of guys that can kind of fill that position, be bats in that lineup. Uh, I know it was a tough decision, but for the most part, it was the right one. What kind of leadership, though, do they lose in that clubhouse, if any? Well, uh, Lorenzo was more or less a, a quiet type of guy um when he's like one of those guys that when he spoke up and he did speak up at times um and when he did it mattered it held it held a lot of weight and it was because he needed to uh like there was something going on that warranted his voice um but i think more or less he was a guy that younger players whether it was tyrone taylor or whoever they looked up to because of just the way he played the game in the sense that you knew that he was giving it his all when he when he suited up to play like whether he was 100 percent or not wasn't part of the equation like he was at his best he was going to play through injury he was going to give you everything he had every single game and and that's something that people respect and um that goes a long way with leadership so uh, he'll be missed in that sense um but like you said though like this was something that kind of had to be done and everybody sort of expected it at some point um, pretty much right around when they did it. That was the day that people kind of circled as to, okay, if it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen now because there just there just weren't any signs that he was unfortunately going to get going offensively. Um, and, and they definitely needed more than what they were getting there. And so far, it's been okay. Like, they, they played Tyrone Taylor there a bunch. He's pretty much the center fielder, but with Hunter Renfro out, they're able to play Jonathan Davis a little bit more and put Davis in center field with Renfro, sli- uh, excuse me, Taylor sliding over in right field for Renfro. So right now that's how it is, but there's certainly room to upgrade the outfield as well. Looking at uh, Christian Yelich and what he's been doing ever since he went into the leadoff role, give me your thoughts there because he has been, it's like he's just found this breath of fresh air in a leadoff position where he, I don't know why, whether or not he just doesn't feel pressure or what, or he's just trying to hit to get on now. But it certainly has really not only boosted his average and his OPS, but it seems like he's a lot more confident at the plate. Yeah, um, it's better. It's definitely better than what it was. There, there were still a couple of games there where, you know, you wish he would have gotten, came through with a hit. There was that one game in particular where he, he uh, was the last at-bat of the game and, and didn't come through for them. But then the next day, he did have, a, I think, a couple of hits or some, some really good at-bats at least. So 
Um, he's been a little bit more consistent in some areas, particularly with just like racking up hits. We haven't seen like the slug or the power kind of come back at all uh, much. It's been better. Um, you know, he has a couple of home runs since moving to the leadoff spot. Um, still, it's not there like it was a few years ago, and I'm not sure if it will be. But yeah, I think he, he's the numbers are improved. Um, I think he's kind of gravitated to the spot a little bit. I don't know if like you know, do you, if you move him back to third, does all of a sudden like he stop producing? I, I would hope not. I don't. I don't think that like you know conceptually that makes a lot of sense. But I think right now that they'll probably leave him where he is just because things are working. Um, I think it alleviates some stress uh, not being in the middle of the order. I don't want to speak for him, um, but just like looking at it, uh, taking him out of the equation and just looking at it from like if it was anybody. Like, you're seeing the pitcher kind of before he gets into a groove. Like, you're seeing him first at bat, first at bat of the game before he's settling in. And that could be advantageous to a batter. Um, so there's that aspect. Um, and like you said, just anecdotally, I think that if you look at him at the plate, he's a little bit more aggressive. Um, he's swinging earlier. He's swinging a lot more frequently. Um, and it helps that he's getting the results. Because I think, like, when you could, like, place results on top of each other, you start to get into a better groove at the plate and just start to feel better about yourself, and that's what we're seeing more or less. Talking with Will Salmon of The Athletic, covers the Milwaukee Brewers. You can find him on Twitter, at Will Salmon, S-A-M-M-O-N. So when when they get Colton Wong back, do you put Wong back in the leadoff spot, or do you leave him, you put him down further in the lineup, and then when Urias goes back to third and you have your full complement of infield the way it was supposed to be at the beginning of the season, do you feel better? Or do you feel a little nervous because the averages uh, of those guys collectively have not necessarily been good? Yeah, you know that was a question that I had asked Craig Council a couple of weeks ago when we first thought that Colton Wong was going to come back quicker um, from his injury. Uh, he actually ended up having a setback, and so like that became moot for a while. But now it's the question um, that's back to relevance because Colton Wong is supposed to come back tomorrow. So. Yeah, I think that you probably leave Yelich there and you basically just swap Wong for Jace Peterson. They're both left-handed bats. So where Jace Peterson usually bats in the lineup, which is usually like somewhere in the lower third, um, I would probably slot Colton Wong there for now and just kind of see how things play out uh, just because you maintain the same balance anyway with, like I said, them being left-handed batters. Um, and you're not like swat- swapping one for the other side where you have to mix and match a little bit. <clears throat> but... Yeah, I think, it, I mean, you feel better about it um, just because, like, those are your guys. Um, you need more consistency from Colton Wong defensively. Um, he, uncharacteristically, he's had a handful of errors this year, so you hope that um, he gets on track there. Um, but this is them at their best as far as the infield goes. They still are going to miss Renfro and his power production. But as far as the infield, um, this is their ideal situation. This is what they wanted heading into the season. We really haven't seen a whole lot of it because – whether it was Arias or, or Adamas or Wong, um, each of them have kind of taken turns on the IL a little bit. So we haven't really seen the full complement. I, I, it's a good thing for them. It's just they need more consistency in some areas um, before you start to you know, point to that as like a, a reason for them to get on a hot streak or anything. Here's something to think about. Maybe do an article on this. Has a team ever won the World Series with zero, zero all-stars other than coming out of the pitching staff? Unless you know that answer. You know, yeah, I don't know that answer. That's a good question, and that could be their reality, uh, very much so. Um, it's a very interesting point. Yeah, it's, 
you know, last year we looked at some offensive numbers um, midway through the season, and things got better for them offensively um, after we looked at it naturally. Um, but they were on track to be, like, one of the worst offensive teams to, to like, win a division, I think it was, or something like that. So, yeah, there, there's a little bit of precedent there. Um, but, yeah, I definitely would be interested to find out. Oh, that's, a, that's a good call. Will, always good to talk to you, my friend. We certainly appreciate it. Keep on doing what you're doing, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Yep, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. Will Salmon of The Athletic. You can read his stuff right there uh, at Will underscore Salmon, S-A-M-M-O-N, at Will underscore Salmon. Join us on the hotline. Always good to get a chance to talk, chat with him. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Without any – think about that. Without any all-stars of your eight position players, because the Brewers aren't going to get any, let's face it, not going to happen. Not unless suddenly Brewers fans just start stuffing the ballot box like crazy. Ain't going to happen. So you're going to have pitchers, but you're not going to have an all-star in a position. Has a team ever won a World Series not having an all-star at one of those eight positions? And do you think this team is capable without any all-stars of winning a World Series? 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Big Sunday coming up. This Sunday, not only is NASCAR in the Xfinity Series, they're ready to kind of infiltrate Road America because they had a nice race in Nashville yesterday. Now they're coming north. Everybody's coming north, right? Everybody's getting here. But on Sunday morning... I'm going to be with the people from Quick Trip, and I get a chance to give away the brand-new 2022 Camaro SS. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Good people at Quick Trip. It's a Quick Trip 250. Looking forward to it. Also, they are celebrating Dairy Days with some great savings. Right now, for a limited time, Nature's Touch Milk, non-fat, 1%, 2%, fresh from the dairy, on sale, just $2.99 a gallon. Nature's Touch. By the way, okay. I'll tell you this. I, I made a mistake. I have to admit this. I bought some milk from one of the big box grocery stores about two weeks ago. Okay? And I love milk at night. Always have. But I bought a half gallon. And I was gone. I was in Rice Lake for a couple of days. We all know that last week. And then I got home. I got home. Went to take a swig of the milk. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is, what Quick Trip does because it's so fresh and they do everything right there in-house. It's like their milk is nuclear. It stays fresh for weeks. It's good stuff. Check out our friends from Quick Trip. They just got the best. They, they are the best. Thank God they're right here in our own backyard, right here in Wisconsin. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip and cannot wait to give that car away this coming Sunday. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.